ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Somebody say, well, I'm from New York, so I'm from Maslin. You know how I hate to lose. I hate to lose. Special McKinley Week edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Pfeiffer here with Rob Antonell. How you doing tonight, buddy? Pretty good. All right, it's just us two tonight. We're going to do a quick uh, Louisville recap and then get into the most wonderful time of the year in Tiger Town. Uh, I guess we'll just, you know, might as well get right into it right after we, you know, tell all you guys to go follow our Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff at Black Swarm Pod, the Black Swarm Podcast. Our Gmail's there too. I need to delete that Instagram before people keep following that because that was just that was wishful thinking on my part, really. Anywho, well, Louisville game. I think twenty-four uh, nothing. You know, our defense really, really stepped up and played out of their minds. Um, offensively, it seemed like we had trouble moving the ball at times, but a lot of that was game situation stuff. Rob, you got any uh, quick thoughts on it? I mean, like we just said off air. You know, honestly, I have a hard time. You know, remembering a lot of these games afterwards. It's just I'm already on to the next one, you know. Um, looking forward to McKinley and their player personnel, all the things coming up this week. Um, but what I did take away from the Louisville game, you know, like I said, our offense did, you know, kind of struggle, um, specifically, you know, compared to what we've been doing all year. Um, so we didn't have a lot of those big hit plays. We weren't sustaining drives. Um, it was low scoring for us. You know, we didn't score in the first quarter. Um, you know, we did have a few injuries, you know, Louisville played us tough and, uh, you know, we, we expected that going into it, but I, I think that we, we still struggled a little bit more than, you know, what a lot of people thought we would, uh, our defense played great, you know, had a shutout, which we've only done once this year. So, you know, we were able to sustain that the whole game, uh, defense did a great job and, uh, you know, just looking for all of this to, you know, as learning points, both offensively and defensively going into this week. Yeah. Um, one more thing about the defense. You know, Louisville, th- part of their game plan was put together some long, sustained drives, really take up that time, march down the field, not give us much time to have the ball. And I thought they did a good job moving the ball between uh, between the 20s. But, you know, once it got down close, and our defense really buckled down in the red zone and you saw the final score. Um, their defense, their defensive line was actually – Mm-hmm. probably the best unit we've played so far this year. Uh, they stuck They stuck to who they are as a defense, playing that 4-3 over stack with, some, with the quarters coverage behind it. Uh, and I think we had a hard time really attacking that. You know, we didn't really throw much quick stuff, but that's never been our game. 
we've kind of been more of a vertical, you know, passing attack team and really run the ball. I thought, especially in the second half of the game, you saw us really attack that um, the front they were running. We were finding different ways, moving the fullback around, and even after they adjusted to that, attacking that backside B gap from that's just you know what they were giving up, and that's what we attacked. And I thought we were really successful at it. One more thing that kind of stood out to me was just third week in a row. Horrible officiating. <laughs> I mean, I, they had uh, – I have the stats here. Just give me one second to find it. Um, penalties. You know, Louisville, 10 penalties for 75 yards. Masson, 12 for 102. Both teams were not that undisciplined. You know, mm-hmm. we had our moments, but especially on – what was it? Key's big run up the sideline when yeah. Lamp hawked the kid down and made a good – block to really spring him loose and they called the what was it they called blocking the back yeah when he clearly had his the front of his shoulder pad i mean i don't i don't remember the exact replay but in in that scenario you know if you if you chase somebody down 30 yards down the field and you know it i don't know i don't think that is the call that that's not the reason there's a penalty you know blocking the back is you know more blindsiding somebody hitting somebody from where they don't know where you're coming from. You know, obviously this guy knew he was coming up to him and it wasn't that hard hitting block that can hurt somebody. So, um, you know, whether or not he got him all the way in the front of the chest or not, I, I'd have to watch the replay, but I would have a hard time calling that as an official. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's going to be one thing we're going to keep talking about for the rest of the season, probably and well into the future about how just bad these this officiating is. You know, it it's kind of hard to call it getting homebred at home when it just, like, looks bad in general. And I think this is, we talked, I talked about it last couple weeks, is if it wasn't such a close game, it'd be, you know, I'd be mad. Well, this game was a little bit closer, and now I'm just mad. I'm not laughing anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's been bad both ways. You know, that's the one thing that we have mentioned. Um, I thought Barberton officiating was... Not good, <laughs> um, both ways. Yeah. Uh, same thing last week. You know, wasn't as emphasized to me as it was during the Barberton game, but it just seems like they're in general the refs just aren't doing you know as good of a job as we would like them to do. You know, too many penalties, just too many. Um, so it'd be nice to see if you know they laid back a little bit. Um, that'd be really nice. At the same time, we have to do a better job of not putting ourselves in the position to have flags thrown. Yeah, you know, um, just a couple more things from the game. One was they expected a lot of razzle-dazzle, you know, kind of trick plays from Louisville. They ran a few, direct snap to the running back, uh, I think a halfback pass a time or two. And we, again, our defense did a good job of snuffing those things out. You know, it's something we saw, we prepared for, and we were ready for it. Um, And then really the last thing from that game is we got banged up pretty bad, you know, a bunch of injuries and – you hear all weekend about people like, oh, is you know, is five going to be ready for the game? Is Cole going to be ready for the McKinley game? Like, but first off, we don't talk about injuries, but let's ease back a little bit and like, hey, hey, is Aiden okay? Like, as a person, how's he doing? You know, it's these are still kids at the end of the day. It's I don't want to, I don't care if five's ready for the McKinley game if he can't see straight right now. <laughs> you know, so what happens happens. We were banged up. Hopefully we're not in the future. Whatever. Let's move on. So, from there, let's pivot to the most wonderful time of the year in Maslin, Ohio. 
Got, you know, McKinley game coming up on Saturday. Big game that we all know what's coming. Rob, there's uh, we have some events, though, leading up to it all through the week. So what do we got to, uh, that the fans can help participate in? Yeah, so there's a lot of things going on. And uh, I know there's a couple different, like, flyer advertisement posts online that explain what's going on. And that, that's really what I'm just going to read off of right here. Uh, and I'm going to try to stick to the things that are more community-related, fan-related stuff that people can participate in. Um, so Monday is the Booster Club meeting, um, which is always really big for the McKinley game. And, you know, hopefully we can get as many people as possible to go. Um, usually coach has, I, I believe, at least the seniors. Yeah, he has there for, all the seniors and I think all the coaches too, or so, at least the coordinators. Yeah, so it's, it's different than a normal Booster Club meeting. It, it's much more celebrated you got a lot more people there it's, and, it's more uh, of a show a spectacle yeah, rather than so just a meeting. it is a community event usually the band comes in and plays the cheerleaders um do some cheers so it'd be nice to get as many people there as possible bring the kids um so that's on monday at seven it's in the auditorium also on monday and i've seen some things like don't include it is there's the for the blood battle Mm-hmm. There's a blood drive at the rec center from noon to seven in the gym. So, you know, if you want to help Maslin win for however many years it's been in a row, um, you know, get down there when you can, noon to seven in the in the gym and help donate a little blood, help save lives. Yeah, so that's also on Monday at the rec center. Um, on Tuesday, they have another day for the blood battle. Um, this time it is at the high school and that's from 7.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. So if you're able to go in the morning, um, that would be Tuesday. Um, on Monday, it's from noon to 7. But either day, you're able to do that. Uh, on Tuesday, they have Touchdown Club, which, you know, you either know what that is or you don't. Yeah. You're probably not a member of it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but that's the same, I think the same time as every week they know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Tuesday. On Wednesday, not really a community event, but something worth mentioning. It's the day that the Maslin football team has breakfast with the McKinley football team. Um, that That's not open to the public, but yeah. it's something worth mentioning. It's always a cool little thing, you know, mm-hmm. have breakfast together. It's at, at, in a church, I think, right? Yeah, it's at Campton, Canton Baptist Temple. Yep. Um, on Thursday, uh, it is the open house at the high school, so the public's able to go walk the high school look at all the signs um go see the upgrades that the high school has if you haven't been there in a couple years um and the band has their band show at seven the open house is from six to eight the freshman football game is at home and that's at six so you have the freshman game the open house and the band concert all on the same night on thursday on Friday, they have on this list a food fight at the downtown Dunkin' Donuts. Um, WHBC Radio, I guess, will be there based off of what they're saying here. Um, you can donate your food items pretty much at any event. Mm-hmm. So if you can find somebody related to the team or the booster club or the school, you can donate at pretty much any of these events, especially the booster club on Monday. But it seems like they're going to have an event at Dunkin' Donuts Friday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that go on Friday. The band walks around town. They do their parade. Um, Cheerleaders go off to different places. The Rotary Luncheon is on Friday. 
And then obviously um, you have the rally and the parade. So the rally starts at 115. The parade starts at 7. Um, if downtown Lincoln Way is open. Like they say it's scheduled they to They say be. it should be open Thursday. The parade will be as normal. It will go down Lincoln Way. If for whatever reason downtown is not open, the parade will be going down Cherry. Yep. Either way, it starts on 8th Street. It's either going to go down Lincoln Way or it's going to go down Cherry. And it's going to end at the rec center. Still have the bonfire have there. Have the bonfire there either way. So um, that's some of the events that we have going on this week. Hopefully you can get out to as many as possible. Um, hopefully you can get to the Booster Club meeting. That's an important one. Really shows the kids early on in the week how important it is to the community. And also try to get out to the open house and the freshman football game. Yeah, and um, just a couple other, I guess, events on our end. You'll be listening to this. Uh, this episode is going to come out on Monday, and then we have two two more special episodes. The first one will come out on Tuesday with uh, Coach Stu. You know, always gets you fired up. Another great interview with him. And then Wednesday is um, an even better interview, which is hard to top, hard to say, but, you know, he does it uh, with uh, Coach Weber. So that'll be out on Wednesday, and both those, you know, get you pumped up for the McKinley game. Listen to them three, four, five, ten times. Really get help us get those numbers up. Uh, beyond that, also go down to our sponsor's store, J.P. Simon. I was just in there uh, last Friday. He's got some cool McKinley, uh, McKinley, yeah, McKinley gear. Um, him and uh, you know Coach Stu, he has his own shirts up there in the wall too. It's uh, you know, it's Christmas time. You got to get that new gear. Got get it for all your loved ones, friends, family, and come to the come to the game on Saturday. Looking, looking good. Yeah, they have a lot of new stuff that's out, and uh, you know they have some more traditional, you know, masculine wear that, as well as some of their own, you know, creative designs. So you get a lot of that new stuff before they sell out because they do have a lot of things sell out. So make sure you get down there, support them, and you know, get the freshest gear for the game. That's it. Uh, and I guess finally, looking ahead, right, we'll get to the uh, get to the game itself. McKinley this year, they're what eight and one, lost a close one to Euclid, forty three, forty two, something like that. Um, I know they just recently beat Perry. I think a lot of us are pretty high on Perry, but uh, from others I've heard that you know they're not you know the running backs good, but they're a little bit smaller. But still, it's to hold the wing tee to 17 points like they did it's you have to be a good disciplined defense at the very least to have some success against that yeah i mean perry is the number four seed in our region um they're locked i believe to be the number four yeah. seed in our region so they're they're a quality team for sure mm-hmm. um one thing about them that uh, i didn't realize until mazer pointed it out is their new head coach you know from uh, st v mm-hmm. he's going to be running their the St. V defense. Mm-hmm. So they ran the stack last year. I think, you know, they didn't have much success against us. It was, we scored 24 points, but had 17 more taken off the board by the, uh, yeah. by the zebras. So, you know, it's that, that four, three, uh, quarters coverage, the safeties play up really playing the run there. It's again, it's St. V. You can watch film on St. V and you'll, it's what McKinley runs. Um, I guess the their linebackers and their safeties are really the strength of the defense. Uh, number three, their Mike linebacker. Uh, Rob, do you have his name there? His first name's Joseph. And second or second name, last name is hard to pronounce. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, I don't know. Sapaya? 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 Yep. 
Sapaya. That's that would be my guess he if was, I had to guess. Yeah. He was a starter last year. He's the one with yeah. the long hair. Hard mm-hmm. to miss. Um, he's really their best player out on defense. And I know the coaches are also high on 21. They're uh, the Will linebacker. You got his name there? Yes, I do. It's a long one, though. Uh, Chambers Stokes-Williams. Yeah. I had a squint. <laughs> I guess he was a starter last year, too. He's um, he's pretty good. They're... Uh, their line, their defensive line, not at not nearly as good as what we just saw from Louisville. Um, they're a soft spill team. You know, they're going to try and wrong arm a little bit, which is what we thought Louisville was going to do too. Uh, but you know, they change it up. They Louisville is more of a. They tried to play it funnel. Uh, who is it? Boy, week eleven, two thousand seventeen. Who do we play? Boardman. Yeah, yeah, Boardman. That's exactly what they did. They were. Uh, they were a hard spill team that they played funnel defense. You know, that's kind of, kind of going from right hand to left handed as far as playing, you know, defense goes. Uh, so we'll see what McKinley tries to come out as. But I think uh, the coaches are thinking a soft spill team. They can't really tell if it's more like that's what they're coached to do or they can't do it that well or what. But we'll see on Saturday how they try and attack us. Um, offensively, you know, they're a spread team. They like to run a lot of that, uh, a lot of the. Counter tray, you know, guard tackle pull. Um, run the QB. He's a really good runner, kind of an average thrower, a good average to good high school quarterback in general. They, they like to get the ball out of his hand quick. Uh, you know, a lot of quick throws. He knows what he's he he knows what he's doing to the football at the snap. Um, beyond that, you know, uh, Badre. He's still the offensive coordinator there. He's uh he's a good you know good OC. He we but we've seen a lot from his time here and his time over at McKinley. Um, you know, they're, I think they're right tackle. He's really good. The coaches are high on him. Mm-hmm. They got a good running back, good receivers. Uh, Rob, you got anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, they have a pretty good-sized offensive line. Um, if you just go down um, the weight, well, I guess height too. 6'2", um, 255, 6'6", 6'2", 6'4", 6'4", So they have a pretty good line. Um, Size-wise, uh, I know that a couple of their players, you know, were pretty high on right tackle and right guard especially. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a good running back. They have a good tight end. I believe he's committed to Kent State. That's yeah. kind of going off of memory, but I think he did that right before the season started. If you told me that confidently, I'd say yes. I'm half confidently telling you <laughs> that I think he committed to Kent State before the season started. Um, I know they their receivers, you know, they're all pretty talented guys. Um, we got three of them here on the list. Um but, you know, they all are pretty good players. And then, like you said, the quarterback, you know, they not the best passer, but he's a good athlete, and they know how to use him. So, you know, they, they have a lot of good players. They're an 8-1 team. Not that I th- we really heard that much about them this year. Don't know why. Um, maybe we're just not talking to the same people <laughs> we used to. But I uh, haven't heard a lot about them this year. But, I mean, they're 8-1. They have a lot of good players. So... I mean, it's it's going to be a good game for sure. Yeah, they just uh, they just won the Fed officially with that win over Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, they I know they tore through the Fed, like we said. Euclid was their only loss, and it was a one point game. Um, I think that really the only thing I've heard is they kind of started off weak. I get not weak, but like sloppy for them. And but they've been coming on strong as the season progresses. So you know we'll see if they can uh, come and if we can go into their house on Saturday and win the unofficial Federal League Championship for, what, the fifth year in a row now? <laughs> Something it's like that. It's been quite a bit. Yeah. 
Um, anywho, that's really all I got tonight. This one's a quick one, but we just wanted to get this get this out there before we get those other interviews out. And uh, Rob, anything else? Well, to yeah, add? I mean, since this is coming out on Monday, you know, for those of you that are listening early enough, or for those of you that get to go to the Booster Club meeting, usually Coach Moore does a pretty good job of you know explaining the opposing team. Um, so he's going to do a much better job than we did. Uh, that's why it's important to get there. If this is something that you're interested in, you know, as a Tiger fan, you want to know who we're playing and you want to support the kids, come out on Monday night and, uh, you know, help them out for the seniors' goodbye, the last McKinley game for them ever, um, as well as learning a little bit more about McKinley because usually they show a little bit of film on the team. Um, they usually do a recap of last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if they skip that just because it's McKinley week. Um, and the McKinley Booster Club meeting is usually a little bit different than the other ones. Like I said, the band's going to be there, the cheerleaders are going to be there, the seniors will be there. So, uh, you know, make sure you come out to that event and, uh, you know, learn more about the Bulldogs. Yeah, you know, it's like we said, it's a little more of a show, a spectacle than, say, a normal just meeting. Um, and you say, you know, get out there, support the kids. I know we sold out of all of our initial allotted tickets, um, and I think they just gave us more on Friday. So if we could really pack Tom Benson, make it, you know, get that orange and black in there, really get it rocking. Um, you know, this is a good McKinley team. You know, if we play like we should play, we'll win. But if we come out like we did against Louisville, you know, we, we're beatable. We, I, I think we looked, you know, human so to speak, on uh, on Friday. And if we play like that, there's a good chance McKinley can beat us. So this isn't just something that we're going to roll into, roll over to Canton and, you know, expect to walk out scoring 49 points and holding them to a garbage time touchdown. And, again, this is the game. It's You can still throw the record books out the window, even if we're both, you know, 9-0, 8-1, both high-scoring offenses, all that. It's... It's the game. It's the McKinley game. It's special. There's nothing else like it. Go out there and uh, show the te- show the team, show the kids that the whole city's behind them. Yeah, I mean, one more thing about the game. You talked about the tickets are selling out. Um, you know, we hear a lot of stuff about how bad the parking is over there now and uh, some of the different things they have going on with that. Um, I know they're looking into getting a bus yeah. or multiple buses. Um, I haven't heard one way or another if they are or if they aren't. So if that's something that you're interested in or you know people that would be interested in having a bus drop them off right at the gate and pick them up right afterwards, um, make sure you mention that to somebody, uh, specifically Bill Brown, if you know him, Um, if not anyone that has to do with the Booster Club, um, because I know this was something they brought up last minute and they were just trying to see if they'd be able to find enough people to fill a bus. And then they had to check on the availability of a bus. But if that's something that interests you, make sure you speak up and let it be known that there is a certain amount of people that would want to do it. Yeah, and I think there is, there's like a main parking area over there, right? Yeah, it's it's right across from where we tailgate. Yeah, there's going to be, I guess, buses running from there to the front of the stadium to drop people off. I believe that's what uh, The fairground. Yeah. Yes, they're parking at the they're parking at the fairground, mm-hmm. and I think running shuttle buses from the fairground to the stadium. Yeah, which is nice, except for depending on what the weather is like, a lot of vehicles won't like parking in the fairground. 
Um, it can get mushy. It can get really soft over there. So, you know, I don't know what the fee is to ride the shuttle bus, but, you know, honestly, it'd probably be better just to take a Maslin bus if we had one. Yes. Um, besides that, parking is a mess. You're probably going to find somebody's front yard that's going to charge you to park in their front yard. Um, or if you get there early enough, I think like the main parking lot. But then again, that that might be all McKinley yeah. people. That's the home side. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what the official parking situation over is, but I'm pretty sure they said the fairground. I feel like just like most anything else on here, we're just really talking without having any idea what we're talking about at this point. So yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah, you know, coin toss. <laughs> Um, I guess with that, I got nothing else. Rob, you done? Yeah, they they say you can't tailgate over there. They say that, but on on their on their lots. Yeah. Um. Obviously, if you find somebody's yard to park in, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's up to the home homeowner that what you do. Um. But let it be known that we already have a spot. So if you can find a parking spot, we can give you a place to tailgate. Yes. Come find us. Come find us. We are. Somewhere in Canton. We're right across. <laughs> God, Hank. We're right across from the main parking lot. Am I wrong? It's in Canton. You're right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're right across the main parking lot. You know, come find us. Bring a beverage or two and yeah, just enjoy our company and just don't be stupid, I guess. Don't be stupid. Don't Please don't be stupid. We don't want to have to kick people out of our tailgate. Yeah. Make Masson look good. Yep. That's it. Go over there. Show them what we're all about and... uh Guess with that, well, you can listen to us uh, tomorrow and then Wednesday and then really any other day after that since this is a pre-recorded show and you can play us whenever you want. I got one more thing. You do? Yeah, we never figured out how we're going to do this. All right. Talk to me. What nights are we watching what films? What, you know, we got to watch Go Tigers at least once. Yep. Right? I'm watching Timeless Rivals mm-hmm. at least once. Big Timeless Rivals fan right here. Big Timeless um, Rivals guy. You know, but... I. I, I thought we would like coordinate what we're going to watch, you know, not that the other people have to do that. You're but, right. But um, if everybody else follows along, we can have a big old watch party in spirit. You know, yeah, you can you go make sure you watch go tigers and timeless rivals. Yes. At least once this week. I was planning on watching that Wednesday night. That's when I could, you know, book the most room yeah. in my busy schedule. So if everybody else watches go tigers Wednesday night, we can all have a big in spirit watch party. I think go tigers is on Hulu. Yes. And Timeless Rivals, I think, is on Amazon. I believe so. Yeah. Neither one on Netflix, though. I mean, we have them both on DVD. But, yeah. We have um big, big uh, physical not, copy guy. <laughs> yeah. If not, Go Tigers is on Hulu, I think. Mm-hmm. And Timeless Rivals is on Amazon Prime, I think. And then there's always Touchdown Town and Tiger Town. You can find that on YouTube, YouTube? by literally, you know, typing in Touchdown Town and Tiger Town. Mm-hmm. The, Touchdown Town, that's the one from the 50s that's part of it's in Go Tigers. And then Tiger Town is the one from the mid-80s that my father just has a tremendous scene in that <laughs> I'm so very proud to call that man my dad. <laughs> and then maybe I'll actually look through my old VHSs and I'll find we're back for you. Finally, please. You've been <laughs> saying this for like a couple of years. Yeah. How long have we known each other? A couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll maybe maybe <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll try to find we're back since you've never seen it yes and that's uh about the 1989 season mm-hmm. and that's a couple songs on our tailgate playlist from that too mm-hmm. which just gave me an idea one might end this uh podcast with Uh-oh. okay there we go so uh that's about as much coordinating as we've done you know any other 
any other uh, McKinley Week traditions, you know, videos to watch. Yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah, you know, t- let us know. You know, uh, Facebook and Twitter, I guess, is really the two main ways so that we can get it back out there. And uh, uh, I think it was one of the Julians, Evan or Max. He was the only one that ever Evan. let us know. Um, oh, wait. Our, remember a couple, yeah. Remember Max. a couple weeks back, we asked about your favorite uh, yeah. episodes of us. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that really got back to us on that. So Max, yes, Max. It, it didn't go unnoticed, and we appreciate that. It also didn't go unnoticed how no one else responded and <laughs> <laughs> let us know anything. So yeah, let us know your favorite uh, McKinley Week movies, videos, music, any traditions whatsoever. Don't be afraid to go back to last year. And listen to the McKinley podcasts. Yes. Those are also all good. Um, so I guess uh, with that, go Tigers. Beat McKinley. Beat McKinley.
we're gonna do our thing.